Hello, I'm Justin Belguarini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform and the Warrior Artist Empire. You are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Your Movement is Meaningless. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. The gift and the curse of being artists and performers is that we are more aware and more in touch than most people with the secrets of life that exist just behind the curtain of the everyday. So the question is, how do we play full out and beat the odds in an entertainment business that feels like it's designed to block our path at every turn? Well, the Warrior Artist Podcast answers that question and so much more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. I had the pleasure last night of working with some very talented young folks at a local high school where I'm going to be doing a show uh, tomorrow night that benefits Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And so in the rehearsal last night, we were going through the song um, that they're going to be singing the massive chorus on. It's Pippin um, and uh, Morning Glow is the song. And after that, the choir director asked if I would take a look at some of the solo performances that the kids were doing and about four or five students got up and each one of them has a little piece of something to do from Beauty and the Beast in the show and they sounded phenomenal really I mean amazing for high school students and it's not surprising because this high school director uh, is known for just cranking out some amazing choirs um, and taking them on really amazing adventures. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. I mean, takes them up to New York and takes them to choral festivals around the country and just has works commissioned and written for his choirs by um, well-known artists, up-and-coming artists. It's just a, just a great program, a really great program. And so the kids started singing, and many of the typical things that young folks do happen and I worked with them but I wanted to talk to you specifically about one of those things and what I said to the kids was this movement without meaning makes your performance mean less movement without meaning makes your performance mean less and the simple way of putting that is if you don't have a reason to be moving don't do it and it's it's simple but it's not easy oftentimes we find ourselves stuck in certain patterns and you don't realize it until somebody else points it out to you i'll give you an example there was a wonderful woman in montana uh, when i went to go work with some private clients there that sounded beautiful, looked beautiful, performed the song beautifully with one exception. She had this thing that she did with her head where it was almost like she was doing this every single time she had a, a phrase to saying it was like a little shake of the no, a quick left right left, left right left, left right left, left right left of her head. And it was so interesting because she has this curly, 
um, it's not a bob, and God knows I don't know how to describe hairstyles, so just go with me. It's just curly hair that is that is uh, not quite shoulder length, that maybe comes just below her ears. I, I don't know, but, but the way it was, these curls would shake back and forth, and it would accentuate the fact that she was doing this sort of like no, 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 left, right, left shake with her head, and it was on every phrase, and it was so distracting. And at the end of the day, it took away from the grounding of her performance. It took away from, the, and, and when I pointed this out to her, it was really funny because she literally had to put her hands on the side of her head at a certain point. But when she got it and she got it, it was amazing. The difference it made in her performance because she stopped doing this head shaking thing and all of a sudden she had this grounded performance and it was literally, literally like the clouds parted and she, all of her, all of her essence, all of her shine, all of these other choices of movement and also the stillness as well came through. And I said to her, I literally said to her, that was a performance I would see in a, an audition in New York. Easily. It was lovely. Just fantastic. But, and all it took, all that stuff was there. But it was beneath the layer of this meaningless movement, which made her performance mean less. So, what I would put to you is as a performer, as an artist who <laughs> has to go out and, and make their living by auditioning and creating these amazing auditioning performances, is I would, I would just challenge you to tape yourself. And we can do it very easily now with our phones and computers and iPads and whatever else we have, even if we have the old school cameras, it doesn't matter. Tape yourself doing a performance and study your own work. And not only tape yourself doing one song, but maybe if you have a book, take your book out and do three songs. And they can be a cappella. You don't have to, this, not, this does not have to be complicated. Do not overcomplicate this process. But set your phone on a little. So selfie stick if you have it or some tripod or just set it down on something where you can see and just perform it as you would in front of auditioners in front of a panel of folks and do three songs two or three songs acapella again it doesn't matter and begin to notice your patterns of movement now movement patterns are not bad there's nothing wrong with doing some of the same things in different songs but Start to notice, wait, is that, does that mean anything? Do I continually do something with my hands? There's a thing that young folks do with their hands, especially very young folks, but people uh, do it all the time. But I, I, I focus on young folks, and I mean young folks like anywhere from like 8 to 18 do this, especially. And it's this thing where they have their hands down at their side, and there's something in their brain that says, oh, I gotta, I gotta move. I gotta, I gotta move my hands or something because I can't just stay at my side. That would make me look boring. And they do this sort of like palms up and sort of out quick away from their body and back. Like, like somebody asked you, uh, where are you going? You go, I don't know. And you put your hands out real quick and, and then you put them back at your side. It's not the shoulder shrug. It's like literally you just do it with your hands. 
and they do it all the time. And it's so interesting. Now, these young men and women uh, that I worked with last night did not do that, but they had other sort of little quirky things where they would put their hands in front of them, almost in a, a semi sort of prayerish position, or they, they would reach out and they would do things and then it would be beautiful and would make sense, but then at some other random point in the song, regardless of what was going on with the plot, they do it again, the same sort of thing again. And it's that need to feel like you have to move in order to express yourself. And it's just not true. Some of the most beautiful performances, uh, like Ramin Karimlu's performance of Bring Him Home in Les Mis, are some of the most beautifully still, at least at a point, performances. And you don't need to move. Because wait, if, if, I don't know if I mentioned this in another podcast, but we have all these weapons. We have three, rather, weapons. We have our voice, we have our facial expression, and we have our body. And you do not need all three to be going at the same time in order to express what it is that you're trying to express in the song. If you truly understand what it is that you're trying to express in the song, the emotions you're trying to get across, the plot movement that you are trying to create, because your character starts in one place and ends up in another place at the end of the song. And there must be a change, there must be a decision, there must be movement, there must be some sort of progression. Or else A, the song is not well written, or B, you are not understanding and performing the song to the best of your ability. So let me go back to, uh, I, got, I got lost there for a second, but let me go back to these sort of hand movements and give you another exercise. So you tape yourself and you see the patterns, and we all have patterns. I have them, you have them, every performer has them. And if you see enough, even the big performers, if you see enough of their performances, you'll begin to see the little things that they do. And that's another thing you can do. Study. Study some of your favorite theater performers or uh, actors who just in the visual sort of medium, if you can get a hold of video of them doing their thing and you'll begin to see some of the same patterns across different characters and that's okay but you'll notice how those patterns serve them more often than they don't serve them right and so that's why when you tape yourself see how those patterns are serving or not serving the plot because what are we up there to do we are up there as actors as theater performers 100 and 50%, the number one thing we are there to do is to serve the story. Not look good, not get great applause, not even sound good. To serve the story is our number one priority. So, when you study yourself after you've taped yourself, singing maybe two, three different songs, and see if there are some patterns, go Go back, sing the song again, tape yourself again, but this time completely take your body out of it. Do not move. And see if we take our three main ways of expression, our three weapons, I guess, if you could say, 
our voice, our face, our body, and you take the body out of it, and you're only allowed to use your voice and your face to express the story, it's going to feel real weird. You're going to feel like, oh man, I got to move, I got to move, I got to do something, I got to do blah, blah, blah. But see, but see how you can, it's almost like, you know, you lose one of your senses and all the other ones heighten. You know, people who are, who are blinded realize that, oh my goodness, my hearing and my sense of touch are so much more heightened. My sense of taste are so much more heightened. People who are deafened for some reason or another, their sight becomes so much more heightened and it's the same sort of thing. You'll realize that when you take your body out of the equation and once you get past the, oh my God, I need to move, I need to move, I need to move thing, you'll be able to focus more on your facial expressions and your, in essence, vocal expressions. And you can experiment with this. You can take two of the three out and just use your voice. It's really interesting. When you sit there and you look like, you know, a bump on a log and you're not moving your face at all, and you have no express, it looked like you had too much Botox. And you realize that, oh my goodness, I can express all of the emotions or I can learn how to express all of the emotional colors in this song without moving and having it and also with having a neutral face and then instead i don't know you can't take your voice out of it if you're going to sing something but instead of using vocal inflections and color you can take out your body and you can take out your voice in the sense of you have to sing but you can just sort of like just you know not really try and sing very hard and just use your facial expressions. That might be the most challenging one. But I would I would encourage you to try it. Because and it may and, and it would be it can be too much for an actual audition, but if you just go too far and see how you can contort your face to express all these emotions and the thoughts that the character's having. And you might f- discover some interesting things that you can use bits and pieces of. I mean, unless you're doing, you know, make them laugh or something crazy big like that, some comedic number, then, you know, you need to tone it down a little bit. But do you understand what I'm saying? How when you separate body, vocal expression, facial expression into these three categories and you just say, okay, I'm going to work solely on body and obviously I'm going to sing uh, and or maybe I'm just going to speak it instead of singing. Why don't you just speak the words and use your body to express? You know, and it can be it can be big. It, it can be so clownish. Again, we're experimenting here. You would never, most likely, do something like that in an audition room. But we're really focusing on the body, and then you really hold still, and you have a neutral face, and you focus totally on vocal expression. On another one, and then. You focus totally on just on your face. And again, maybe you just speak the words and you do over-exaggerated movements of the face to express the thoughts and ideas of the character. And see what happens. And then once you really have delved into those three, you know, if we're artists like visual artists and those are our three sort of color palettes, I guess, you know, if we've got the stereotypical you know, Bob Ross sort of like, oh, I've got my little 
whatever that it's a palette isn't it? i think it's what it's called the color palette and i'm gonna you know dab my brush in the red and make something here and then the green and make some happy trees and all that when you begin to delve into those three let's call them in our in our uh, example now primary colors then you begin to realize that oh no 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 instead of just having red green and blue representing body voice and face my red isn't just the fire engine red i've got burnt sienna in there and i've got all these other sort of facets of red within my body palette, color palette. And then green, if the green for the voice, oh my goodness, I've got sea green and, and, and the, the color of green, the fresh color of green that a tree looks like in spring, you know, a leaf in spring and all these things. And you begin to see, oh, I've got so many colors to work with here. And I take a little dab from the body color, and I take a little dab from the vocal color, and a little dab from my facial expression color, and I begin to create not only a richer painting or a richer performance, but one that is solely unique to me. Because I guarantee you no one else has the colors that you do. And that's an amazing thing to realize. You know, we, we, we work so hard to be the best at what it is that we do, whether that's singing, acting, dancing, or the, the, the combination of the three. And we're always worried that someone else is going to be better. And we're in the audition room and we're looking around and we're saying, oh man, I was at that audition with that person. And that person always seems to book this. And oh, no, 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 no. That person's warming up and boy, they sound good. They sound better. And then we're listening at the door or we just listen because you can hear people through the door and you're like, oh man, they sound really good. They really nailed that part that I've been having trouble with or blah, 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 whatever else it is. But we can begin to let go of that want to say scarcity mindset or that sort of greater than less than how about that greater than less than mindset when we realize and when we work on creating our own unique color palette i'm really going hard on the art metaphor here but do you see what i'm saying you can start to let go of that, oh, that person is this and I'm not that and all that stuff that we do all the time. And the things that cause us to scramble over each other's backs trying to get the job. You can begin to let go of that when you realize that I am going to walk into that room and no one else is going to do it like I can do it. And at the end of the day, that is my victory. Being able to walk into the room and fully, confidently own your own unique performance is your victory. That is nailing the audition. And sure, yes, you can take notes from people and that's great because they're just giving you clues. They're giving you more. They're telling you what they want. And that's ultimately what you want to hear from them. They're saying, oh, you know, people on the other side of the table don't give notes unless they see value in the person who's auditioning for them. Okay? So when you get notes, they're like, oh, I didn't do that right. No, it's, that was good, but here's something, try this instead. 
And there's all kinds of reasons that we'll get into at another time about why they give notes, but they see value in you. And when you get a note, that's, a, that's like one of the greatest things. And so you can take that and you can add that to your color palette and you can make your performance that much better. So in summary, movement without meaning makes your performance mean less. Movement without meaning makes your performance mean less. Our three main weapons that we use as warrior artists are our voice, our vocal expression, let's put it that way, our facial expression, and our physical expression, our bodies. And when you begin to isolate those three modalities, those three weapons, whatever you want to call them, and focus solely on one and expressing the thoughts, ideas, movements, whatever else, for one and delve into creating as much richness and as many colors and as many ideas and discovering at the same time your own unique vocabulary, your own unique vocabulary in each one of those three, then you begin to see the richness of your own talent. (laughs) Oh God, just saying that sounds so silly, but it's true. I believe that everyone who steps into this business has talent. There's more talent. There's less talent. Yeah, we know all that. But but it can be developed. The thing that's called an X factor, it can be developed. Some easier than others. But I really, truly believe that if you love this business, not the business, I'm sorry, if you love this art form... That you can develop the skills. Many of you have them already. And like a diamond that's pulled out of a mountainside, it just needs to be just polished up and 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 shaped in a way that is solely unique to itself, but is something that other people then can take and say, aha, I want that. So tape yourself two, three songs, study your own movements, and then tape yourself again, but try to break apart those three points, your body, your face, your voice, and see what happens. Because you will be on your way, your first step to developing, or maybe further down the path than you think, to developing your own unique vocabulary, your own unique performance and and really grounding yourself in the fact that uh, you are special <laughs> and that everyone really is special and I've heard this thing you know, what was it from uh, the Incredibles oh well if everyone's special that really means no one's special no no in this case really truly everyone is special in their own way everyone is unique and 10 people can go in the room and, or 20 or 50 and sing the same exact 16 bar cut and it can be completely different. 
And if you go in, you own your own unique performance, you have won. It was, you've nailed the audition. Now they may or may not, your, your performance may or may not align with their vision, but you will have gone in and you will have given your very best, your own unique interpretation. And based on the feedback from them, you can learn from it. You can grow with it. And you can begin to, again, just polish, 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 polish. And eventually, you'll get it. And you'll start booking more and more. And people will begin to notice the changes that you've made and how much you've grown. And they're going to call you back in for more happens all the time and you can have casting directors who just desperately want to cast you in something and that's great so own your own unique performance discover it and enjoy the process because this is supposed to be fun folks remember (laughs) that's all i got for you today i'm justin belguarini and you've been listening to the warrior artist podcast as always you can email me at Justin at iLiveToPerform.com. That's Justin at iLiveToPerform.com. I-L-I-V-E-T-O-P-E-R-F-O-R-M.com.